Hello and hey, welcome. <laughs> Holly wanted me to do an intro. <laughs> oh, sorry. Start now. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Well-Fed Freelancer. Today, we're talking about imposter syndrome. We're going to be talking about exactly what imposter syndrome is, why it's deadly for you and your businesses, and exactly what you can do to overcome it. Now, let's get into it. John, did you know there's 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 many a person who doesn't even know what imposter syndrome is? Are we qualified to talk about it? No. <laughs> Why would you ask me that? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not thinking about it. As I understand it, imposter syndrome is basically, informally, it's when people get the notion that they're, they're maybe teaching or that they, they put themselves in a position, they get hired, whatever, and they have this moment of fear and think, shit, I'm not why the hell am I here? I'm not qualified to do this. I'm not good enough, tall enough, strong enough. Um, but it, I mean, it also comes in in relationships. My wife is too good for me. My, my wife is too, I'm pointing above my weight, all that kind of stuff. Informally, that's what it is. So I did some research. Mm. It took me all of 20 seconds and I actually just went and grabbed the, uh, the Google definition for imposter syndrome. And it says the persistent inability to believe one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Pretty much what I said then. Pretty much on the button. So I'm going to ask you, have you been doing your preparation? Because this podcast is meant to be pretty unprepared. No, it's just, I just know what it is. No, you're just a genius, are you? I'm just a genius. Genius level IQ brain the size of a planet well the thing is i i should i mean i was laughing when i said i'm not qualified to talk about it it's you know irony but i should know what it is because i come across it all the time with my clients mm. um, i say all the time not every client's the same but many of my clients probably 80 percent of them at some point either when they come to me or admit to it in the past of having imposter syndrome and sometimes because i push them i push them um good example i won't name her She's a really good friend of mine. She's been a client for years and years and years. Uh, and she wrote her book. And she was in Elite at the time. And I says, well, what you do is, and she was doing a newsletter. And I says, you write, you send a copy of your book to Dan Kennedy, and then you send him your newsletter every month. And she says, I can't send my book to Dan Kennedy. And, and the reasoning behind that was she just didn't feel it was good enough to send to Dan Kennedy. And I just said to her, what, what would stop you? I mean, what, you don't have post boxes where you lived. <laughs> you, know, you, you, don't, you don't have his address no. you're so fucking literal <laughs> well I, w- I i did know what she meant but i was but i was doing that deliberately i was actually using the socratic method of questioning what's preventing you from doing this and and she did it and i don't know what happened with that I mean, actually she came with us to pot of gold um and she met dan and dan was very good to her and stuff so that was that was an example of it but i get it quite a lot with clients um I, I will, will admit now, um, and this isn't bragging, I think it's just because of the way I'm wired up, I've never had it myself. Well, that's because you're a bit special, isn't it? Oh, is it not? A bit special. Probably. Probably. I mean, the alexithymia means I won't feel any kind of nervousness or fear. Um, but equally, I've always kind of kept... I've never been one to take on work I knew I couldn't do, you know. And I think that's as much ethics and integri- integrity as anything else. Is um is autism linked to higher self worth or anything like that? 
I'm sure I've read something before that there's there's a there's a link between autism and self perception. Well, there is, but that not 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 necessarily self worth. I'm not aware of any any connection between people being autistic and having a high self worth. And as a fact, I'd, I'd probably say the reverse is true, because we go through life not feeling adequate in the sense that we don't fit in, and our, our default position is there's something wrong with me. I mean, don't get me wrong, we are different, but it's not necessarily wrong. It is just different. It seems wrong because out of every hundred people, 98 and a half of them are not like we are. <laughs> I feel for that half person. <laughs> Poor fucker. <laughs> being different translates to being broken. Now, if it was 50-50-ish, like say man and, men and women, it wouldn't be you're wrong or different or, or broken. It would be you are just different. It's just a numbers game, really. I was going to say, is that half a person that's been chopped in half or is that a person who's half autistic? <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. Slightly autistic. Oh, all a little bit autistic. But before we go down the autism rabbit hole. It's like being slightly pregnant, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we, we know imposter syndrome comes up uh, in many ways. People with big businesses all the way down to, to tiny little baby freelancers. And it appears when they're talking about their prices more often than not i feel like put your prices up i can't do that why not you dig down and it all comes down to i don't deserve it well yeah um it, it does some sometimes people's manifestation or presentation of imposter syndrome is very clear i just don't feel i'm up to it i, I just you know five minutes ago i was it seems i was just doing this job now i'm teaching others to do it for those people, I would say, well, no, we'll come to this later, actually. Um, to back, back to your point about the pricing thing. Freelancers often manifest this not so much as I'm not good enough to do the job, but I've only been doing it for, say, six months or a year. And there are all these people on LinkedIn who are so much more successful and more established than me. And I can't charge their rates because reasons. Now, I have a very different view of it, and I've always had this view of it. And that, it, well, when I say always, probably after my first week of working, you know, my view has always been um, if I can do the job and get the result I promise, I should charge as much as anyone else. In fact, I should charge, there's no, well, there's certainly no reason why I can't charge as much as the most expensive person in my industry to do that same job. If I can do the job, if I can't do the job, I have no business charging anything for it because I'm, I'm cheating people. I'm lying to them. All right. But what it does mean is maybe your brand new freelancer, copywriter, sales, sales copywriter, maybe he or she shouldn't be writing sales letters for very competitive markets like weight loss and things because they don't have the skills to compete at that level. Nothing wrong with that. But it doesn't mean to say at the limit of their skill, Say, say blog posts, they shouldn't charge as much as I would charge for a blog post. Why, why wouldn't they charge as much as me? Because, you know, I don't need my full set of copywriting skills to write a fucking blog post. So why should they not charge as much as I do? And for that, for, for instance, a 1,500-word blog post, I'd be charging a couple of thousand quid at least because it's going to take me a couple of three hours to write it. And then it would depend on how much research I have to do as well. I'm talking now about a blog post I can just sit down and write. Say on imposter syndrome or something similar, or like the, the topics we're touching on in the podcast, stuff I know inside out. 
if I got to do research, you're probably looking at, well, if you take me to take me a day to do it, you're looking at 12 and a half grand for it because I've got to do my research and that's my daily rate. All right. So, but any, anyone who's, who's capable of, of, of doing the job to the, to the acceptable standard, the promised standard, should charge as much as anyone else. Now, the examples I often use are, say, a great example is uh, a personal shopper. All right. Objectively, Gok Wan, I assume he's still around, is probably no better than the girl or the lad who works at De what was Debenhams up in Cork. The price he will pay Gok Wan and that other person in Debenhams, it doesn't even compare. But why? Well, simply because Gok Wan has positioned himself to accept, to, to, to command that kind of charge, whereas the lady or the bloke in Debenhams doesn't. There's, no, there's probably no objective difference between them. It's crazy, but it's true. They're, they're all examples of how if you don't face your imposter syndrome head on and power through it, how you can end up holding yourself back. Because uh, <laughs> funnily enough, you, your pricing is directly correlated to how successful your business is. And if you're experiencing extreme imposter syndrome around your services uh, and your pricing, you're not going to get very far. Because another way I've seen imposter syndrome hold people back is um, with marketing. Because we're very much big on personality-based marketing. You put yourself as the front of the company and you market yourself. And as a result, your business will do sales. And that that kicks up a lot of the imposter syndrome dust as well. Ooh, I, I don't want to market. Well, I'm not good enough to be the face of the company. And that, that too will hold you back. Oh, I can't write. No one will want to read my emails. Have you noticed how when people are in that situation, they will come up with all kinds of bullshit excuses to avoid admitting the fact I actually just don't have the confidence to do it. I don't want to appear salesy, etc., etc. I want to point you back to my first ever hot seat when I was 18 years of age, John. Yeah, about, about three years, two years ago, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, how scary is this? Eight years ago. Oh, that's very scary. That's very scary indeed. Hmm. Yeah, it's. I find it fascinating though how people can get themselves tied because here it is, you know. Let's you, you want to know how to cure it. You just have to fucking man up. Okay, what you need to understand is, if you're teaching something, for instance, you're you're a mentor or a coach, and this is pertinent. I hope some of my girls are listening because at least two of my clients are. Going into the mentor down on the mentoring route now. Three of them, beg your pardon, at least three of them down, going down the mentoring route. Um, and I think at, at least one of them has got certainly historic historically has suffered from this imposter syndrome. The other two are probably a little bit more naturally confident, but they're all getting on well. When you're mentoring or teaching something, you don't have to know everything about what you're teaching. I don't know everything about what I'm teaching. I'm still learning. I'm learning from other people. And I'm also learning in the sense that I'm developing my own ideas, writing them down, examining them, examining them critically and realizing that, okay, I'm not that I was necessarily incorrect, although sometimes I probably were, was, but also I've not got to the, the bottom of it yet. I need to keep digging to understand it better. Okay. But when you're teaching something, say doing a presentation, say I'm presenting on copywriting, I only need to be a bit better than the people I'm teaching it to. I only need to know that much more than they do. I don't, I don't need to know everything. I just need to be ahead of them. 
And as long as you're honest about that, I don't see anything wrong. A good example of that would be I, I mentor autistic and neurodivergent men and women, some younger adults. I don't normally go below about 14, 15 because I'm not, I don't really want to deal with children. I'm not, I'm not equipped to. That, that is another thing. I've I recognised my limits. Yeah? Recognising your limits is not, is not imposter syndrome. But equally, even to the adults, I make it very plain, I am not a therapist. And if you tell me something and I think this is out of my depth, I will refer you to a therapist. Because I know, the, I guess the opposite of imposter syndrome would be shoe button complex. I don't have shoe button complex either. I haven't, I haven't heard of that, John. Can you please tell me about shoe button? Shoe button complex, I think is actually worse than imposter syndrome because imposter syndrome basically harms you. All right. And no one else. Shoe button complex harms every fucker else. It's where people um, assume a level of ability in areas they have no knowledge and expertise in. A cl- classic example would be actors and celebrities making pronouncements on, say, vaccine safety. Oh, okay. That, because they're accomplished and popular in, in one thing, people automatically assume it translates. Well, look, actors, where, how good or bad they are, what nice people they are is irrelevant. Actors get paid for pretending to be other people, right? That does not qualify them to have any fucking expertise whatsoever on vaccine safety. Some of them may do in the same way, um, in the same way the guy from Queen got his infrared astronomy PhD. He's now qualified to talk about infrared astronomy, even though he's a rock star. Oh, the guy from, I think it was Blur, the drummer, he's a professor of physics. They are qualified to talk on those areas, but that's because they're qualified, you know. What about Bill Gates? Bill Gates. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't talk about vaccine safety so much. He just talks about what he would like to see in his plans. He doesn't pretend to be a doctor. He does stay within his lane. And bearing in mind the guy is ultra rich, for all we know, he studies this stuff properly, even if informally. John, we don't know what his know, qualifications no, are. No, no, let, let, let's not beat around the bush here. It's plain for everyone to see. <laughs> It's plain for everyone to see that Bill Gates doesn't know the first fucking thing about this and wants to put chips in our arms. Yeah. You know, there are actually adults out there who believe that the vaccines are turning them into fridge magnets. I have spoken to at least one person who has said the vaccine is going to give us all AIDS. You see, when I come across that that level of... Well, I don't want to call it stupidity because some of these people are, are not stupid. There's no common ground for conversation because their view of, of the reality of the world is so different from mine. I, I don't I don't see there's a conversation we can have. You know, I, I don't like to say that because it's, it's almost like I don't like to shut off dialogue completely with that kind of thing. Because if it's not if it's if it's shut off and it can't be discussed anymore, we can never change. We can never move on. They can't be helped, and I think they need help. But some people, like people who, who claim the Earth is flat and surrounded by a, a, a wall of ice and the NATO ships are patrolling it to stop it. I mean, all this stuff is easy to check. And, and none, of it, none of it holds water if you look at logic. Like, I mean, Falkort's pendulum proves the Earth is round and also fucking rotates, for instance. Um, yeah, logic ain't fun, though, John. It's, it's far more fun, far more fun to think the, uh, the world is flat, space isn't real, that Google Earth and all of that shit is just made up and, and the lengths that the, the overlords have gone to, to to convince us of the lies because the Earth is flat and they don't want us to know the fucking truth. Why would they do that? 
oh, because they want to be in charge, they want to control you, but they can control me and be in charge without telling me the earth is flat. They're in control already. Yeah, exactly. They don't need to say, and the earth is flat. It's pointless. Yeah, it's just a weird <laughs> side mission. They already could, like, they, they, like I'm convinced they that they, 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 can, they, yeah, they can nuke us, they can influence the media. Uh, propaganda is very much a real thing. Like, you, you cannot deny that. So why on earth would they go down this weird little side path? <laughs> uh, Mrs. EBG had a, a friend up in Skibbereen. Um, it's the next town up, big town up. And he was, no, it was Lep, beg your pardon. And anyway, he wouldn't take, he's, he's in his 70s and he wouldn't take the vaccine because he was convinced Bill Gates wanted to spy on him and then control him. And I, I just said, well, and I, no disrespect, but you're unemployed. Um, you've got mental health problems and all that and you live in this shitty house, why would Bill Gates be in the slightest bit interested in what you're doing and then making you do other things? Why would that? Why would he give a shit about it? Seriously, why would he bother? He hadn't got an answer for that, obviously. It's, I mean, why would, why, would, why, why, is, why would the government be interested in spying on and controlling fucking losers? Seriously. He's enlightened. He's ascended, John. Yeah. But anyway, this, this actually leads into a, another podcast which we're going to do on critical thinking. The more time I spend... Funnily enough, thinking critically, the more I realise most people, well, they don't even know what it is, and they certainly don't have the skills to do it. Um, and what it leads to is, is assertions and beliefs uh, and, and demands on our time and things that cannot even be questioned, let alone answered or changed. Um, and some of this comes down to, again, imposter syndrome, because people who have imposter syndrome won't think critically about, okay, why do I feel this way? And what does it mean? Well, I'll tell you why you feel that way. It's just lack of confidence, I guess, and lack of experience. And, and it is nothing more than chemicals in your brain. That's, it's only a feeling. It's not real. And you feel that way often because you look around you and you're accepting unquestioningly what other people are saying. And they will tell you, for instance, the, the, the common wisdom, the, the received wisdom for freelancers is start cheap, work for free get exposure, make a portfolio. Who said? Who, who, who came up with that plan and who said it was a good idea? Because I can't see any... It's got, it's got no redeeming uh, features whatsoever, that plan. And it's certainly not necessary. Following on from that, John, you're, you're spot on. Everyone, not just freelancers, anyone who starts a business is told, go out there, improve yourself, get the exposure do cheap work to build a client base. That's what everyone's told. That's that's the conventional wisdom. However, where, where it all falls down is people go out, they do that, they get clients, they do a good job. Then they're waiting for someone else to come along and say, well done, here's your certificate, you've completed level one, you can go up to level two now. And they, they're waiting for the magic fairy to say, you're an expert now, you can charge proper prices. You're a proper business owner. Guess fucking what? No one comes back and tells you what to do next with your business. Everyone's got an opinion on how you should start it and what you should do to get it going. No one comes along and says, congrats, here's what you do next. No one. No, not unless you... Well, we do, but you have to pay us for that privilege. Yeah, exactly. But your mother's not going to give you that. Dan Kennedy calls uh, that phenomenon, if you like, the expert fairy. 
And he quite rightly points out, if you were waiting for the expert fairy to come along and tap you with a magic wand, you're going to be waiting a long time. But worse, some people are waiting for the, 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 the more established called senior members of the, of the industry to elevate you to, to expert status, all right? The, the, the influencers, for instance, in your industry, waiting for them to say, it's okay, you can join us now. Well, again, not only will you be waiting for a long time, but, but who gave them that mandate? Yeah. You know? Who gave these people the mandate of saying when you can and cannot charge more or call yourself an expert? After all, an expert, people sometimes say on LinkedIn, oh, I'm not an expert because I don't know everything. These people need to buy a fucking dictionary and look in it. An expert is someone who is very knowledgeable about a subject. <laughs> you know? If you were very knowledgeable about a subject, you are an expert. Well, I'm very knowledgeable about marketing and copywriting and sales. I am an expert. I'm probably borderline expert on fitness and health. I say borderline because I, I wouldn't want the responsibility of training someone else, but I'm quite willing to train myself because then if I do fuck up, which I probably would, because you know a real expert is going to understand the outliers. If I came across an outlier, I'd be lost. But yeah, it's borderline. I'm an expert on writing. I suppose that's the difference between, say, uh, being an expert and then having the responsibility of mentorship, uh, clientele in in your keep that you you are therefore responsible for. Because I would say you're you're an expert in health and fitness, and in terms of eighty twenty terms, you're there. However, I don't think you'd feel confident posing around as a PT. I wouldn't do it. No, it would be remiss of me because. Um, and I, I, I might get it wrong because there are, there are outliers, you know. I won't even my, my kids, all three of them, and indeed Imogen, so my stepdaughter, they've all asked me, "Would you, would you help me?" And I've said, "Yes, here's what I do." But if you want more than that, you need to speak to a professional because I'm not that. I will send them to Phil, you know. So what I do, and what many people will not do, is one, I don't suffer from um, imposter syndrome, and two, I don't suffer from shoe button complex either. Now people. When I say these things, people say, I would say, you're just perfect then. Well, that's just an emotional response, and it's an ad hominem attack. Okay, let's look at the facts. All right, I don't suffer from these things, and there are reasons for it, and most of it comes down to the fact I've worked on myself. I've taught myself the skills not to fall into those traps. I have the integrity and the temperance, and I believe in justice and wisdom. Uh, I have, I've cultivated these traits so I don't fall into those traps. It doesn't mean to say I'm perfect or I'm better than anyone else. All it means is I'm better practiced at those things. Anyone could do them and they're all learned skills. Most people won't even fucking start, unfortunately. There's, there's a few things here. One, if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, you've got to ask yourself why. First principle thinking, critical thinking, genuinely ask, you, ask, ask yourself why. Um, you may not even been aware that you were suffering from imposter syndrome until we started talking about the examples around marketing and price. If alarm bells are ringing, ask yourselves those questions. Don't wait for the fucking fairy to come along and say you can raise your prices now. You are an expert. And if you're unsure how to do it safely, much like with a PT, come talk to us. Come talk to experts who will appropriately guide you through that process. We've got something coming up called Core Control. It's going to be our flagship program where we, uh, we take your business from shit to wonderful. And it's really predicated. I mean, don't get me wrong. We are going to be teaching quite a bit of marketing and, and business stuff in there. Um, but 
it, it's mostly predicated, well, it is predicated, and what is what we do in the beginning, in changing the way you think about your business. We're not going to tell you what to think. Um, that's entirely up to you. And if you want to come on the, on the program and leave after a month and say, I don't like to think this way, I want to, I want to remain a victim, that's your right. We can't stop you doing it. Um, so if you are going to join us, I want you to join us in the full knowledge that it's going to be tough because we will force you to ask yourself some extremely uncomfortable questions and you will think critically about them. So you won't just ask, why have I got imposter syndrome, for instance? You will then say, okay, so what evidence do I have to support that hypothesis? Let me look for evidence to suggest I'm not competent in this. Or better still, look for evidence where you are competent to disprove the hypothesis. That's even better. you know. And that's what I spoke about in last month's article, funnily enough. Did you read it? I read it as I typeset it, yes, but I didn't read it in detail. Okay, I was talking all about the, the importance of establishing a hypothesis. And uh, for the first time in my life, I had a real appreciation for some, all those science lessons I had at school. Well, now you'll understand why I'm always kicking your ass to, to write more. Because if you write, you have to do that. Well, you don't have to. If you want to write with integrity and with purpose, then you have to think critically. Yeah. And it's not easy. We, we are not wired up to think critically. It's hard work. This is why in science we have peer review. Because scientists, well, the difference between, oh, there's human beings, normal humans and the scientists, right? Normal humans are, they have biases um, and they're susceptible to being wrong, all right? Scientists have biases and are susceptible to being wrong, but they also know it. Yeah. You know, and they accept it. And they remove the ego. They let other people look at their shit, tear it apart. Ideally, yes. It's again. not always the case. It's not always no, the case. No, unfortunately Ideally, not. you would, you know, a, a bad scientist will let the ego rule. I'm thinking now of Pons and Fleischmann. It's before your time, probably before you were born, actually. Before you tell me about who Alfonso Schleichman or whatever his first name was. Pons and Fleischmann, two people. Oh, Pons and Fleischmann. Why didn't you say so in the first place, you numb that? Uh, <laughs> so here's how you overcome uh, <laughs> imposter syndrome. First, you have to recognize that you're suffering from it. Two, I'd recommend you just go do some fucking reading. Read about stoicism. Go read that book, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. Try and reach a level of equanimity so you can start behaving rationally. Imposter syndrome is nothing more than an emotional feeling that is getting the way in the way of your rational business actions. Uh, journaling writing it down i don't think i can put my prices up because and then start writing down the nonsense put it down come back to it an hour later and then start challenging yourself why do i believe this why do i think this the socratic method yeah well a, a good idea is when you find yourself i hate to use the phrase limiting beliefs because these phrases are tossed around by wannabe fucking mindset gurus who, who have failed in a normal business so they just think oh, i'll just teach it instead <laughs> that's a bit harsh but you know it's true it's true but for things when you when you find yourself saying i mean i don't have negative self-talk either which drives my coach mad yeah fuck you <laughs> i do it on your behalf you cunt <laughs> if you have negative self-talk and you say something like, i can't put the prices up uh, my, my clients won't let me put the price up or uh, it's just not done in my industry okay that's that's a claim that's hypothesis if you want to put your prices up, ask yourself, well, why can't I? Right? And then look for 
Then, then look for evidence to disprove that hypothesis. I can't put the prices up. Oh, why not? Okay, let me look to see why I can't. And you'll soon find your hypothesis is invalid because unless you are the highest price seller in your market doing what you do, there are people out there charging more than you charge. Yeah? QED. You are not. People will pay more. Game over. Yeah, it's, people are paying more for what you do. So if they can do it, why can't you? And another, another question I ask, I ask clients all the time is, are you the highest price seller of what you do in your market? The answer is always, without exception, no. And my answer, my question is, okay, when did you decide that and why? I've never had a good answer. It's like, uh, fucking hell, yeah, why? I, I, I don't know. Well, when you know the answer to that question, you'll be a lot further on in your business than you are now. Yeah. I had someone ask me a good question yesterday, which I suppose is uh, more related to the shoe button complex. Someone asked me, if you're so fucking smart, why aren't you a multimillionaire? And I was like, yeah, fair fucking play. <laughs> well, that's a non sequitur. Socrates was a very humble man. He had humble beginnings and he lived humbly. He was unkempt. He was untidily dressed. He walked around barefoot and he lived a very humble and uh, abstemious life. He was probably the smartest man who has ever lived. The entire scientific method we rely on today for this very fucking computer we're talking to each other over, okay, relies on and can be traced directly back to Socratic method of questioning. So the, the idea that if you're not rich, you're, you're therefore not as intelligent as you think you are is a complete non sequitur. What if you're incredibly intelligent, but you don't have the goal to be rich? So th- th- I was going to say the uh, th- the context Critical missing thinking, there. You know, no, the context missing there was it was a case of do you want to make more money? Yes, I want to make more money. Well, why the fuck aren't you? And it was like, oh, it was a good question, and it, we just went through a list of shit that I'm stuff I know that makes money that I'm not doing anymore to make money, and it was just a, nice to be called out on your shit. I was say next time your girlfriend says that to you, slap her. <laughs> I was going to say something then that isn't fit for the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, I hate men who hit women. You know that. If you suffer from crippling imposter syndrome, uh, I imagine this is something that can be quite, that needs to be dealt with a professional. Go deal with a professional. We're talking about the business context of, oh, I can't put my prices up when you're being a little bitch and you need someone to tell you to stop being a little bitch, man up and pull your fucking socks off. Get to work and ignore your fucking feelings. If you suffer from clinical imposter syndrome, please get help. We are not one of these uh, companies that think we can cure you of your psycho problems. We are not therapists. We are not therapists. That's a t-shirt because the amount of people that spill their, their hearts to us. Oh man, the shit I've had to deal with over the years. Yeah. I mean, to be, again, complete disclosure here full disclosure my coach vicky is not a therapist but i understand the difference between her and a therapist and she is close enough for my purposes and she was very clear as well and i said to her i know you're not a therapist i accept that but it's close enough for me and this is this is on me this is my choice we're not your therapists we're not going to be close to your therapists we will challenge you on your emotional bullshit however core 28 is going to be the most remarkable. Core control. Oh, core 28's later. God, I'm just trying to wrap up because I'm late for a call. So why don't you do the uh, sign off? 
Yeah, in the meantime, if you want to know, if you're new to our work, subscribe to the podcast and get the book Wealthfed Freelancer from wealthfedfreelancer.com. If you're not new to our work, or if you're new to our work and already convinced, join us for Core Control, wellfedbusiness.com forward slash core hyphen control. Or just email Holly, holly at wellfedbusiness.com and she will sort you out, who her missus.